0: Do you know that certain peptides can benefit those with Graves' disease and Hashimoto's? If you want to learn more about how peptides can help with thyroid autoimmunity and other chronic conditions, then you'll want to check out the brand new Peptide Summit hosted by Dr. Jenny Flagar. In fact, peptides play a huge role in helping Dr. Jenny overcome her Hashimoto's condition. To register for the free Peptide Summit, visit saymythyroid.com forward slash peptides. Hey, this is Dr. Eric. And in this Q&A episode, I am going to answer the question, which essential oils can benefit thyroid health? So to answer this question, I am going to refer to a couple of blog posts I've written in the past related to essential oils. So the first one here is from August 4th, 2016. So number of years ago, but still relevant. And the title, five essential oils, I could benefit people with thyroid conditions. I'll make sure to include this in the show notes, which you could check out by visiting savemythyroid.com. And so the five essential oils I list here, lemongrass, myrrh, frankincense, geranium, and lavender. There are others, but these are the ones that I discuss and I give research behind it. So with lemongrass, with regards to those with thyroid and autoimmune thyroid conditions, I've mentioned how lemongrass is especially useful for its anti-inflammatory as well as antifungal effects. And I mentioned one study that showed that lemongrass oil inhibited the pro-inflammatory cytokines, interleukin-1-beta and interleukin-6 or IL-6. And then I mentioned another study that concluded that lemongrass essential oil and its constituents may be a therapeutic candidate for allergic inflammatory diseases. And also mentioned that lemongrass essential oil may have anti-cancer activity, which has nothing to do with thyroid health, or I guess maybe thyroid cancer, but when we talk about hyperthyroidism, grave disease, hyperthyroidism, Hashimoto's, not necessarily relevant. And then finally, I mentioned a study that showed that lemongrass essential oil has antifungal effects against Candida and aspergillus. so different types of fungi. And I include links in the article if you want to check out the studies. And then I'm going to skip over myrrh and frankincense because I actually have another article that talks about them separately. So we'll get back to myrrh and frankincense. So geranium. I mentioned how, with regards to people with thyroid and autoimmune thyroid conditions, it has anti-inflammatory as well as antifungal effects as well. And a few studies reveal the anti-inflammatory effects of geranium essential oil. And I, I also mentioned how I would rely more on the other essential oils that I mentioned, which again, I skipped over myrrh and frankincense, which could also help with that. But I would, I mentioned this wouldn't be my favorite for inflammation and how I would recommend the geranium essential oil more for helping with candida overgrowth, for example. And I mentioned one study showed that two of three geranium oil constituents exhibited anti-candida activity. And another study showed that the vaginal application of geranium oil or its main component suppressed candida cell growth in the vagina and its local inflammation. And then another study showed that the essential oil not only resulted in the complete inhibition of candida albicans but it also showed antimicrobial activity against both gram-negative and gram-positive bacteria. So geranium could not only antifungal, but antibacterial effects potentially. And then the fifth one I mentioned was lavender. So lavender, very well known. A lot of people use it for relaxation to help with sleep because it has a calming effect. And I brought up here also because a lot of people would Thyroid, autoimmune thyroid conditions have difficulty sleeping, so that is one reason to use it, but I also mentioned how lavender has anti-inflammatory effects, and I mentioned a study that showed that lavender essential oil inhibited an inflammation induced by lipopolysaccharides. and then another study showed that lavender has antioxidant, analgesic, and anti-inflammatory effects, and there's also evidence that lavender has antimicrobial effects and also antifungal activity as well. And then I briefly mentioned a few other essential oils, tea tree oil, peppermint oil, clove oil, thyme, lemon oil, but I didn't really get into detail. I briefly mentioned the application that goes beyond what this episode is about, what this Q&A episode is about. I honestly don't go into great detail when it comes to the application of the essential oils in my article in the blog post, but there are plenty other resources out there as well. And I did interview an early episode, I forgot which episode number, but I could link it in the show notes. But Jody Cohn, I spoke with her about essential oils. And then so let's uh, go back to myrrh and frankincense, because these are two of the more well-known essential oils that could benefit people with thyroid conditions. And I have another Article that I published a year later, a year after that first one, um, August 14th, 2017. And the title Can Myrrh and Frankincense Benefit Thyroid Health? I go into uh, even greater detail. You know, I mentioned while myrrh and frankincense are usually sold in the form of essential oils, they are originally derived from natural gum or resin of a tree. And Myrrh is a natural resin extracted from trees in the Kameforo genus, native to North Africa. Again, so I won't get into great detail, but as far as immune system, that's a big reason to consider myrrh and frankincense, is that they could benefit the health of the immune system, enhance properties of immune cells, and I, again, included some of the evidence related to the immune-enhancing properties of both myrrh and frankincense, and Again, you could refer to the article, but one of them was an animal study that showed how myrrh essential oil has antioxidant and immunoprotective properties. And then uh, another study looked to examine the effects of myrrh supplementation on white blood cell numbers before an injury and during healing. And a study showed that myrrh not only enhanced the white blood cell count levels before injury, but also helped to maintain elevated white blood cell count levels through the healing period. Um, So that suggests that myrrh not only plays an immunoprotective role, but also helps in fighting infection as well as healing. And then so with frankincense, I mentioned a study from 2017 that showed that frankincense essential oil modulated aspects of the immune response in human dermal fibroblasts and the boswellic acids in frankincense essential oil have been suggested have high anti-cancer activity, which again, doesn't relate necessarily to thyroid health. Also mentioned how the essential oil has promising effects in chronic inflammatory conditions such as rheumatoid arthritis, chronic colitis, Crohn's disease, bronchial asthma, and then I had a section myrrh, frankincense, and thyroid health. And you know, obviously, thyroid autoimmunity as well as other autoimmune conditions. But focusing here on Graves' disease, Hashimoto's, their inflammatory conditions, autoimmune conditions, and so that's a big. Reason that myrrh and frankincense can be beneficial, and so I mentioned that how other people, not just practitioners, but just people in general, claim that putting drops of myrrh essential oil, for example, as well as frankincense, on the directly in the thyroid can reduce goiter. And I actually mentioned Carrie Vitt, who was on the podcast. He spoke uh, a little bit about essential oils, but also spoke about castor oil packs. But you just want to be careful with essential oils. So myrrh, frankincense, the other ones I mentioned, I mean, they could be beneficial, but they're highly concentrated. So you would not want to put any essential oil, really. I mean, even a drop or two can cause problems. And so you want to dilute it, use a carrier oil, such as fractionated coconut oil is what I prefer. And again, not going to go into great detail here, but yeah, I mean, if you mix one or two drops of, let's say, myrrh and frankincense and maybe a few other essential oils with some fractionated coconut oil, and then you could put on a roller bowl, which, and then use that on your thyroid and you could use it on other areas of the body, definitely check out the both Articles that I wrote, the one in 2016, 2017. So those are the main ones. I mean, those are the five I mentioned initially, but myrrh and frankincense really are two that you might want to consider. Now, I can't say that I recommend essential oils to every single one of my patients. I mean, there's a lot of tools between diet and other types of supplements, herbs, for example, uh, homeopathy. So again, it's something that sometimes I recommend, and obviously there are people who recommend essential oils to every single person. There are those who don't recommend essential oils at all and recommend whether it's homeopathy or herbs. So again, uh, something that just to consider, and uh, it's, I decided to put together this episode just because I do get questions about essential oils, and it's very popular, and some people just don't know what to use, and some people don't know how to apply it. Again, like I said, that's not the purpose of this episode. There's a lot of other resources. Again, check out Jodi Cohn, who I interviewed. You could check out her website. Like I said, I'll also include the link to the episode I did with Jodi. This way, you could listen to that. And then if you want to learn more about essential oils, she's more of an expert in essential oils than I am. And again, Carrie Vitt as well. Carrie Vitt has a great deal of knowledge. Again, I have knowledge too, but Like I said, it's not something I recommend to every single patient, but just goal of this podcast is try to bring awareness even of things I'm not necessarily doing on a regular basis. Like when I interviewed Carrie, we spoke about castor oil packs, and again, I can't say I have a great deal of experience using castor oil packs, but that's one of the reasons I want her on the podcast is to talk more about it just because I don't have that knowledge. And so as essential oils, I do have more knowledge than I do with castor oil packs, but still there are definitely people who are more knowledgeable in essential oils than myself. So that is my answer to the question, which essential oils can benefit thyroid health? So definitely would check out the blog post if you want to read more about the five I mentioned and the separate article I wrote related to myrrh and frankincense. If you were going to choose the top two, those would be the two top essential oils that I would recommend. And as usual, I hope you found this Q&A episode to be valuable. And I look forward to catching you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Save My Thyroid podcast. If you haven't done so already, make sure you hit subscribe to stay up to date on the latest thyroid health-related topics. And to get your free thyroid and immune health restoration action points checklist, visit SaveMyThyroidChecklist.com. Thanks so much for tuning in. I want to let you know about a product called Hepatomune Supreme, which is a unique supplement that has a rare combination of N-acetylcysteine, also known as NAC milk thistle, and schisandra to support the liver. And it also has a few mushrooms that can help support the immune system, including cordyceps, which has both immune-modulating and adaptogenic properties and is great for those with Graves' disease and Hashimoto's. To learn more about Hepatoimmune Supreme, visit savemythyroidcom forward slash liver support.